everyone. Welcome back to Movies with Heart. My name is Kiri. I'm the host. Got my friend Brett here with us. Hello. So we are doing um, another another favorite. These tend to be the ones that get the most attention. People love when we do Disney reviews. And yeah. Ganto had quite the quite the listener count. Oh, so let me tell you about that. So ever since we did that movie, I had no idea the popularity that movie had. Oh my gosh. Every day, I, I am telling you, every single day on the news, there is something about Encanto. Something. Mm -hmm. Songs or Bruno is something. number one. Surf's Pressure is yeah. number nine. Yeah. Just always. Oscar something. nominations. Always. And I'm just like, why? Why? I don't understand. But yes. Sorry. I almost feel like we jumped the gun. We should have waited a week or two to do that one because that one, yeah, the buzz on that one now. And I think back and I'm just like, there's so much more I wanted to say about that movie too. Cause it's, my thing is, is like, everyone seems to love Luisa's character and like the song surface pressure. And I'm like, that's fine. But like, honestly, the more revolutionary sister in that film was Isabel. And the, Bru the Bruno Isabella. stuff, Bruno stuff is everywhere. Every time I pull up YouTube, there is tons and tons and tons about Bruno. <laughs> of clips about the Bruno stuff. And I'm just like, why, why? But yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been interesting, but we're doing a little bit of a throwback this time. Um, by popular demand, we're talking about good old Monsters, Inc. 2001. I remember when this movie came out, too. I do, too. Fun fact, this is my favorite Pixar film. Really? It is. Why? A lot of times I said this was tied with Incredibles. The only reason, I think Incredibles might be a little bit more fun to watch Mm -hmm. But what gives this one the slight edge for me is I just think the idea, the concept is pure genius. Okay. Like when I think about it, just like how they came up with like, okay, so there's this world and it's monsters and like monsters in your closet and the mm -hmm. monsters come out and the reason they scare kids is because they need scream to power their city. Like, I'm just like, mm -hmm. that's so cool. Yeah. So I, I freaking love it. And I love, we'll get into it more. I mean, you guys have listened to enough of our Disney reviews that you know that if we talk about Disney movies that I really like, I'm going to spend the whole time just fangirling. Yes. And that's totally fine. And that's how I feel about this. <laughs> and I think the thing that really stuck out to me about this movie, especially when it came out, was the technology and the graphics at that point in time 2001 Amazing. was yeah it was a state of the art you could tell especially on um Soli's fur mm -hmm. the way that it moved and stuff like that i mean seeing that back in 2001 was just like whoa that is crazy good i mean nowadays we're just like yeah whatever but back then it was like whoa that is really really good even animation. if you come because that was very early Pixar. Very and early. so even if you compare that to like Toy Story, I'm like Toy Story was innovative for sure. Like let's not discount Toy Story. It was it was revolutionary. Sure. But even the animation where it is in Toy Story and Monsters Inc., night and day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's kind of what I was talking about is because I remember watching Toy Story and then this came out 
And I was just like, whoa, they have really upped their game on animation. Like, this is really, really good. Even, like, the texture on Randall. Mm-hmm. Like, his scales and stuff and everything. Like, I was watching it last night, and I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah, the, the, Randall is a beautifully crafted character. The texture and then also Mike's eye, the way that they did the eye and the mm-hmm. reflections on it and the way it was dim- dimensional and stuff. I did, it just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I, another thing that I just loved, this is going to be me the whole time. Another thing that I loved is this. <laughs> just the creativity of like the design of each of the monsters. Yeah. Like I was like even the, so right when you open the lady who's like critiquing that one monster, can anyone tell me Mr. Biles, big mistake? Mm-hmm. Like she had like wing things on her eyes, and I was like, "Who thought of that? That's so cool." And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went into like some kindergarten classroom and just said like, "Hey, everyone, draw a monster," and they all drew like monsters, and then they just put them into actual like animation and stuff like that. Because a mm-hmm. lot of these looked like something like kids would draw out. That's just goofy, weird, whatever. And they just kind of took them and then they cleaned them up and animated them and stuff like that. Because so. each monster was so different too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Celia's design was completely different from Mike's, completely different from Randall's, completely different from Sully's, completely like Mr. Waternoose, his design is crazy cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's just and like each of the scarers too, like each of the scarers looks so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just sorry, Brett's nodding everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> um I just thought it was so like I was just watching it and I guess I, I hadn't seen it in a while. And so seeing that each of the different designs, I was just like, this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just remember that that, you know, that was the thing that stuck out the most to me when I saw this movie way back in the day. And obviously I had to watch it again because it's been so long. Um mm-hmm. But I, I knew the gist of it, but I had to watch it again to critique and all that fun right. stuff. But it kind of brought back the memories of, oh, yeah, I, I remember the reasons why some of this stuff bothered me and some of the reasons why this was so eye-pleasing as well is because of mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, evolutions in design and in animation and stuff like that that they were able to achieve in this movie back in the, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think the crazy thing, I don't know, I'll, I'll have to dive into this later, but like, this was when, this was when I first started being like, man, Pixar just knows how to hit you in the feels. Yeah. The end gets me every time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When she says kitty at the end, it's all over for me. Aww. Kitty. It's... Right at the end, that last thing where he peeks in the door and she just goes, kitty, and he looks and smiles. Yeah. Every time I'm just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) It's it's bad. And for those of you listening, obviously there's spoilers if you have not seen this movie. And obviously everything that we say is our opinions. That's the thing with every, with any film review, it's going to be subjective. Yeah. That's just the way... That's just the way it is. And so, like, like I can already tell with this movie, I'm going to give it a much higher rating than Brett because Brett, I can already tell, I'm like, he's got some issues with the story. And I'm over here being like, I'm going to fangirl about everything. <laughs> yeah, but when have I not? Not? 
Oh, I know. <laughs> I think that's my job. I think that is the role that I have now assumed is the guy who goes in and starts poking at stories. Which is not what like I expected when we started this podcast, but it also, I've been in charge of choosing the film, so I've also chosen films that I like for the most part, and I'm like, I'm just waiting for us to watch like ones that you like, and I'm just like, this sucked. <laughs> well, honestly, uh, I mean, I think I just do it with every movie. It's just how I am. Yeah. It's just how I am. So but Yeah, I mean, like, that's the, the whole reason we have the Discord and stuff is like, we want to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, take take our opinion with a grain of salt. Our, our word is not law, but we do have a little bit of clout behind us. We're not just two randos being like, we're going to talk about movies. Uh, I'm pretty random. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have it. Movies are my passion, so... A little different for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, So, Monsters, Inc. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. I have nothing bad to say about this movie, so should we just start with you? (laughs) Um, You probably should. Let's do a quick summary of everything that goes on in the movie, and then we kind of can go from there. Yeah, so it starts out, it presents the premise pretty early on. There's a scream shortage, which is kind of the main like uh, kind of the main power source. Yeah. Main power source of Metropolis. So the fact that there's a shortage seems to be like the main um, conflict is, you know, Mr. They're they're worried about it being shut down. And so the main characters are Mike and Sully, they're roommates, they work together. um, And their job is to Sully's mostly Mike is more of his assistant, but Sully's job is to scare little children and, the monsters basically capture the child's screams and that's what powers the world. So the kind of flip side about this is like, even though they need the children's screams, they believe that children are like toxic. Like they can't even touch you. Mm-hmm. And so that seems to be a big conflict too. So long story short, um, a child ends up getting escaping into the monster world and Sully kind of becomes attached to this child. <laughs> yes. And so the whole movie is like them trying to safely return the child to her door. Like, to back to the human world, get her out of the monster world, get her back home. Um, and then there's, yeah, there's lots of conflicts. There's kind of Sully's work rival, Randall, who also seems to have, like, some underhanded stuff going on in the background you find out that the the person who runs this company mr waternoose is definitely doing some underhanded shady stuff too on the side um and so yeah lo- long story short the whole goal is just for them to get boo this child back home anything you want to add um not yet. Oh, good. We'll come back. Anyway. <laughs> we'll come back. Um. So yeah. So it kind of ends with, you know, they Sully and Mike end up kind of revealing all the shady stuff that that Mr. Waternoose and Randall have been doing. Um, and they do get Boo back home. 
and they end up finding out that laughter from children is much more powerful than scream. So Monsters, Inc. kind of switches their whole role and becomes like a, I don't know, come, becomes more of a clown place, I guess, rather than like scares. It becomes a much lighter place, slowly takes over the company, um, and you're left thinking that he'll never see Boo again, and then you find out that Mike kind of kind of pulled some strings and um, right right at the very, very end, you see that, that Sully does get to see Boo again. Yeah, reconstructed the door and stuff like that because at the end when they shredded the door, um, Sully had a piece of the door. Yeah. But it, it, you come to find out that Mike went through and reconstruct the door and then solely has the last piece to it to get it to actually work. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Good times. I love that. I, I'm just thinking about the end of the movie and I'm like, oh, I just love that movie. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So what do you think it is that actually they get power from screams? And laughter. I, I don't know. I didn't think that far. I mean, do you think it has to do with like something to do with the vibration of the decibels or or like emotion? Again, Brett, I did not think this far into it. Okay. I, just, I have just, no idea. I just was curious. I just was curious because it's just one of those things I think about. It's just like, I'm wondering what it is because obviously, no matter what it is, you know, screaming can be a, a much higher decibel than laughing could be so I, I don't know it was just it was a whole rabbit hole for me but we can talk about that in the discord if you want <laughs> so you people can talk about it now i just join the discord didn't, i didn't even think about that because well and this is again something i've said before is like no i don't need everything explained to me in a film and so i didn't really even think that far into it i was just like oh scream does this oh and laughter is more powerful it's it's very similar but yeah, it's it's more potent. And All I right, can, and I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to make like a uh, a bad situation like happy. Like you don't have to be sad. You yeah. can be happy well, and, and all that the stuff. idea that like you know laughter is more powerful than like happiness is more powerful than fear, which I think is kind a of valid going. point. Okay, and that kind of was segueing into my next point was they made a, a point of saying like scaring is becoming less and less effective with a lot of the children and stuff as they're mm -hmm. growing up and stuff like that. But they don't mention that a lot of the monsters are assigned certain kids that they scare over and over and over again. And you kind of can't help but think a lot of these kids just get used to it or they don't get scared anymore because it's happening mm -hmm. so often. So that's mm -hmm. kind of an interesting point to think about as well well and they kind of showed that too like at the beginning they were like human children are getting harder to scare right and i'm like yeah that's fair it's because they probably you know these monsters keep coming and it's like oh it's you again <laughs> mm -hmm. right right <laughs> to so, a point or or even yeah that they just i mean the point that they were kind of making is like you know kids are watching these scarier movies or like whatever's happening on the news so they're just kind of becoming like they're not as terrified of monsters as they used to be. Right, 
Right, and that's kind of what I where I was going with that is if, if they're constantly scaring the same ch- the same monsters, constantly scaring the same child over and over and over again, it's gonna get to the point where the kid's like, okay, you're not, you know, mm-hmm. it's less and less scary and stuff like that, and therefore less and less effective, and that's what's causing the energy crisis because you're not getting as many screams and so mm-hmm. forth and so on. But a lot of times when someone is, thinks something is funny. Like, I'm not sure if you watch, like, uh, particular comedy shows, like TV comedy shows or something like that. Mm-hmm. Even though they're very old, you still watch it, and those parts are still funny to you. That's a good point. And so you can still laugh the same joke over and over and over again, mm-hmm. but whereas in something scary is less and less scary over time. So that was kind of yeah. the point that I was trying to slowly drive to with with that whole thing whether that was their intent or not i don't know but i yeah. just thought that was an interesting point well and like for example like the the line in beauty and the beast when cogsworth is like giving the tour and he's like and as i say if it's not baroque don't fix it <laughs> every single time i thought i find that funny <laughs> if it's not every broke, single... don't fix it <laughs> every time i'm like what a nerd <laughs> there's some parts in beauty and the beast that i find kind of funny but we'll we'll talk about that then they're not it, they're yeah. not meant to be funny but i find them funny and we can oh, talk no. about we can talk okay. about okay <laughs> they're not bad it's not bad it's just i just find it funny the way they they did it and stuff like that um i'm intrigued yeah beauty and beast will be fun to do Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else do you have? Yeah, no, I just think like that was just kind of the I was thinking about different themes and stuff in the film, and that was like just the one that I kept coming back to was just like the idea that happiness is more powerful than fear. Mm. Like happiness is more more potent. It can do more. There's more. Well, and it didn't even seem like. Obviously, from a human perspective, I'm like, well, the children are obviously much happier. Mm-hmm. But, like, everything about the monster world was better when they were collecting laughs and not screams. Right. Like, the company was thriving more. People at the company actually seemed happy. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, in the beginning, everyone was very serious. To the point, like, and there was some good, like, work stuff, you know. Everyone was congratulating Sully when he, you know, got to you know the top of the score scoreboard or whatever and mm-hmm. there was you know the typical work camaraderie stuff but like the environment of the scare floor was night and day from the beginning of the movie and then from the end and so that was just like another thing i took for it is like positions of positions well kind of the thing with mr water news too like positions of power is meant to strike fear are not like that's not gonna do any good and that was the thing is you know mr waterness was doing underhanded things you could tell his whole point was fear he wanted to scare he wanted to intimidate sully and then he wanted to intimidate scarers who weren't as good he wanted to do these terrible things to boo and intimidate boo and like obviously none of that worked yeah and for Sully to come in with like a fresh mind and fresh eyes and be like, no, we actually can do things. Cause the big, the big turning point for Sully was when he goes to that simulation 
and he scares the simulation and Boo sees him and Boo goes from loving him to like being terrified of him. That's when he kind of realized, like, I think that was the turning point for Sully when he was like, oh, maybe what we're doing is kind of messed up. <laughs> so you're kind of in a way approaching this from the difference of having negativity in the workplace to having positive workplace and yeah. how it can affect and not even necessarily in the workplace but just like in general like i think as as we try to be like i think in general in life as we try to be happier like that will bleed into every other aspect of our lives and i'm not talking about toxic positivity because i feel like sometimes when when positivity gets bring, brought up people are like wow like it's toxic and it's it's okay to feel your feelings and i'm like yeah no it's fine absolutely feel them if the negative feelings are there feel them don't ignore them and try to you know they're just feelings but i just in general i think that as we maintain like as we look on the positive side of things and as we try to bring like laughter and joy to other people that bleeds into every other facet of our lives right is I guess like the point I was going to. And as far as a workplace and just in positions of power in general, where at what, like whether you're a manager or a parental figure or whatever, like that trickles down too. Mm -hmm. Like Monsters Inc. under the authority of Mr. Waternoose was a different Monsters Inc. under the authority of Sully. Right. And so I think that trickles down too. Like if, I mean, it's kind of that idea like if mom and dad aren't happy, ain't no one happy. <laughs> right. And that's true to a point. That can, instead of a workplace of intimidation, it's a workplace that's motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Motivation, encouraging one another, giving each other ideas for jokes, you know, being like, yeah, I don't know. It just, that was a big thing that I kind of saw through the whole thing is I was just like, happiness is a better motivator than fear. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, that was the big theme that I just like kind of pulled from the film. No, and it's good, and it's 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 very valid, and you know, it it, it kind of helps to see the direction that they're trying to go with this film and what they're trying to portray and stuff. Even though they have small little things that I'm going to go over, mm -hmm. <laughs> that I'm sure you will. The film their overall goal or their overall story or their overall point behind the movie was, you know, to show that, you know, an environment can be a lot better and more pleasing with a positive note than it can be with like, if it's driven off of negativity sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and poke your holes, Brett. <laughs> I don't really have any <laughs> holes. Just certain little things that I found uh, that I thought okay. were, were interesting. Um, nothing story-breaking or anything like that. Just uh, the first one that I noticed at the very beginning of the film was when they were getting ready to do their first scares and stuff and the doors come in and mm -hmm. they're all like standing like in a line. They have such a terrible way of doing that because the doors are all on one track and it's in a row. So you have so whoever's at the very back of the mm -hmm. row, when they're trying to shuffle through doors very quickly and they're trying to scare children, they have to wait for all those other doors on that one track to clear. 
Does that make sense? What I'm saying? saying yes. And so if you are on like in the back or whatever, and you've got someone that's like moving doors in and out, you you have to wait for their doors to clear before your doors can come in. And it's just, the whole system's just bogged down with just one track that's powering like, I don't know, like 20 doors or something like that, or 20 slots uh -huh. or whatever it was. I'm like, that that is like the most terrible engineering <laughs> ever. If they're trying to be like, product productivity if they're trying to really increase productivity they need to install more tracks and obviously we mm -hmm. see later on they have this which i'm network. actually going to bring up later but they have this huge network of tracks and doors and storage and all this stuff but in the actual floor that they're scaring kids on that's the most important part just one little track 20 doors <laughs> it's like what is going on here? This is like the worst setup ever. <laughs> I totally get where you're coming from. So, but speaking of doors and the network of doors and stuff like that, you have the part where Soli and Mike are chasing after the door and Randall's chasing after him as well because they're trying to get moved through that door and stuff. Right. And she ends up laughing and mm -hmm. all the doors in the entire warehouse light up mm -hmm. and can be like used you can go through the, all the doors and stuff like that mm -hmm. my mind could not help thinking all these doors are now active what happens if people start going into their closets or whatever you have hundreds of thousands of people that are now falling to their deaths coming out of these doors <laughs> and falling into the monster universe because all these doors are now active like That's why? Kind of what I thought too. I was like, "There's no way that not a single person is opening their closet." Yeah, opening their closet and just walking right in, like just nonchalantly, because they don't know it leads to like a portal or whatever. So they're just opening the door and just all these people just falling out in this warehouse. Like I could not <laughs> believe like that was not happening when all the doors lit up in the entire world and and then some probably. Yeah, you just, make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so I just. Yeah. No, that and that did occur to me. I was like, how are we not? Well, I was like, first of all, how are we not running into more children as we're like hopping through all these doors? Like, yeah, I just thought it was interesting as well. I was like, how are we not seeing more people? Like, how are adults not opening or kids opening their closets or like adults getting their kids ready for school? Or, yeah, like, how are we not running into more children? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just like, Okay, that's really weird. I'd imagine hundreds of thousands of people will probably have lost their lives walking into their <laughs> closet at this point in time because yeah. of this situation yeah. that has happened. Something I noticed, and it's not really film breaking or anything like that. It just was an interesting um, something that I just noticed. So Steve Buscemi that did Randall's voice, mm -hmm. I noticed that they turned the pitch up on it and they sped it up did you notice that i didn't yeah so his pitch is higher for that character and it's quicker it's faster than he how he normally speaks interesting yeah because i watched it i'm like that's steve buscemi but it's higher and it's faster because i've watched a few of his movies and stuff that he's in i'm like he doesn't talk that yeah. high and he doesn't talk that fast do you think that was a characterization thing? Like he did that or do you think 
Oh, no, no, okay. no. I think I think they did that to match the okay. character. Gotcha. So, so I think they he recorded the lines and then they went in afterwards and he probably knew it was going to happen anyway. Right. And they, but they, went they in altered and, it a little bit. They altered the voice a little bit to get it to match the character of Randall. I thought that was interesting because John Goodman and Billy Crystal's theirs was th fine. Like they sound exactly the same. They sound the same, but his was sped like the pitch was higher and it was sped up and i was like that's kind of weird but yeah. interesting i didn't notice i've seen him in some things too but yeah i didn't notice that yeah so interesting i'm curious now i'm gonna have to look that up just kind of a fun fact i, I don't know if that's if that's if you can really look that up i just i just noticed it when i was watching it. i didn't really research it at all so i don't right. know this is just like a fun fact that I noticed with Boo, they literally just followed a two-year-old around like with a boom mic and just recorded like everything she said. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they spliced it in the film where it made sense. Yeah, because I, I was actually just thinking about that today. I'm like, this girl's, I mean, this was 21 years ago. Well, 20 years ago. And I'm like, this girl's got to be a lot older now. I wonder what she thinks about it. And I was looking through her biography, and she really hasn't done. She did something the following year, but she, she hasn't wasn't done really a else. child actor. Like she was, like the director, an executive producer, or something kid. And they literally just followed her around, like the part when she's in the bathroom and she's just like singing. <laughs> That's yeah. because at one point she was just like singing and they were like oh this seems to make sense for this so yeah she didn't have like lines that were written out she wasn't a child actor they just followed like a one and a half slash two-year-old around and just recorded everything she said and so then put it in she did the voice for monsters she did the boo voice for the video game kingdom hearts 3 mm-hmm and then she did some background voices for Inside Out, and that's it. She hasn't done anything else. So she did a little bit in 2001, 2002 for monster stuff. She did 2019 for the, for the Kingdom Hearts video game. That was her character. And then she did the Inside Out voice in 2015, and that's it. There's nothing else in here. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is she wasn't a child actor. She was just a kid that was doing kid stuff, like saying just – babbling in you know her half coherent english and they recorded it and then we were like all right this is boo let's put it in where it makes sense <laughs> let's see 97 98 99 2000 so she was five she was five at the time when they did this hmm. but the recordings what I'm saying, like the, the recording was just them walking around. Right. Like it was right. just, it was just, it was her a couple years before. So she was like three or something. Uh, she would have been five. Five when the movie was released? Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Five when it was released. So she was probably around three or four. She was like three or four, yeah, when they mm. were recording. So I thought she was two, but yeah, three or four. And they basically were just taking like her half coherent words and like literally they were just following her around recording stuff she said. Yeah, because she was born in 96. And this okay. released in yeah. 2001. So. Anyway. 
I just thought that was kind of a fun fact is that she didn't necessarily have lines. They were just kind of like, who kind of talks right here? <laughs> they just recorded a kid and were like, let's verbal at it. The, the other part that I didn't know was Roz was, was voiced by a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that until, until I'm today. I'm watching you Wazowski. <laughs> The, cr- so the, good. the 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 bloopers at the end are the best with Raj. She's like, ah, oh my gosh. comes out of the bathroom. Ah, <laughs> yeah, it's so I funny. love that. That's the thing too. Is like, Pixar freaking took time to like animate bloopers. Well, and the thing that I didn't know about until I just watched it again today is you remember when uh, they were in the factory and Mike was like, oh no, we're we're rehearsing for a play. Oh, you get yes. back in there. And then they actually did the play, the play. at the very end. I didn't even know that. I, I like had Because it ran through the, the blooper credits and then it ran through <laughs> the normal credits. And I was doing something and then that came on. And I was like, no way. They actually did the play? And it's so pretty we funny. put that thing back <laughs> where it came from. It's a child. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. it's so good. If you guys have not watched that part, you need to go watch it. That, it's pretty like, funny. Just the, just the credit stuff is so good. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, You guys need to go yeah. watch that play that they do at the end because it's so funny. Oh, so funny. Did so. you also notice when you see Mike's mom, she has the same hairstyle as Roz? Mm-hmm. That killed me. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Like, wow, the same exact hairstyle. Very nice. I mean, that's all that I really had with this. I didn't really have, like, anything negative really to say because, I, I mean, I thought yeah. it was good and I thought it was well done. The animation was really well done. The casting was really well done. Um, I actually have one thing that's also not story breaking, but something that I have noticed and thought about as a kid and and now. So everyone is the CDA, the Child Detection Agency, is like searching the entire metropolis. They've got their best people working on it. They trace Boo back to the company. But like... They didn't find it weird that like an entire apartment, like, like when Boo laughs, the whole apartment complex lights up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then like Sully and Mike's like the bull break. I'm like, there is no way that someone did not like call in and be like, um, something weird's going on in our complex. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That just seemed a little bit. I was like, the child, because the child's actually just see the helicopter freaking shine a light in their apartment. Like, I was like, there's no way they would just move on if they were like, hey, that thing's kind of weird. And then the whole apartment complex lit up. Yeah. <laughs> that was just my one thing that I was like, that seems very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I did have anything else. I, that was really it as far as everything. Yeah. This really movie was it. just like very enjoyable to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, this is. I mean, Go ahead. even though there's some stuff in there that's like, uh, that's kind of weird or, or whatever, it's still it's animation. It's a Disney movie. Oh, that's what I was going to mention. So even though it was. Uh, I'm sorry, a Pixar movie, not a Disney movie. Um, well, no, it was Disney. 
Was it Pixar yeah. or Disney? Yeah, so Pixar is owned by Disney, but owned Pixar still kind of is their own thing. Okay, okay. So it's a it is a Pixar film. Um, there were some parts in it that were pretty, pretty gruesome, pretty dark for a kids movie, and I really didn't notice it until I watched it mean? this time. When Soli's getting choked by Randall, and the face that he is making when he's getting choked to death, oh. I was like, wow. Because I really didn't notice it before, but the face yeah. that he is making when he's getting choked, it's pretty It's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not silly looking. Like, you know, usually a cartoon character is getting choked and they're making mm -hmm. like a silly face and stuff like that. No, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty intense. It's pretty realistic. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. realistic. Um, that was my only other thing. It's just that was like that caught me off guard. I watched. It, I was like, "Wow, wow, wow." Okay. <laughs> Something that I think was interesting for Pixar at this time, because I remember this time specifically, Disney was cranking out a lot of like they were doing a lot of um, sequels, like direct direct to D to VCR sequels of like classic Disney films. Mm yeah like they okay. were they were doing a lot of like the direct to tv like jungle book 2 <laughs> little mermaid 5 little and mermaid 6 and 10 and aladdin right and their original ones were just kind of it was this was their weird time too they were coming out with like this was kind of after the disney renaissance had died off and they mm -hmm. were coming out with like atlantis and treasure planet and just like mm -hmm. disney movies that are not good and Pixar swooped in and was basically like, hi, we're the future of animation. <laughs> and I think what was really cool about this, because I was thinking about a lot of kind of early Pixar films around this time. Disney had kind of been, during the Disney Renaissance especially, they'd kind of been monopolizing on the like Disney princess slash romance aspect of it. Especially at the beginning with Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. They were really kind of going for, for the more romantic take. And Pixar wasn't. Yeah. And I think that's part of what made it so fresh. Is like Monsters, Inc. I mean, there's Mike and Celia, but like the, the story doesn't revolve. Around like them. the story kind of revolves around Sully, around Sully and Boo's relationship mm -hmm. and Sully and Mike's. Right. Like this kind of like almost fatherhood type of love and this like brotherly roommate type love instead of romantic love. Right. And like, I was even thinking that because Incredibles came out right after this or no, Finding Nemo and then Incredibles. And both of those kind of did the same thing. Finding Nemo didn't really have this like romantic storyline and Incredibles had Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, but there wasn't that was more of just like look this is what parenthood and family like is life it's it's or life is like it's hard and you have to like trust each other and work through things there wasn't really like the enchanting romantic aspect of it and i don't think either one is necessarily a bad storyline i just think that's it was really refreshing for pixar to swoop in and do that while disney was like finding its footing pixar came in with something new that people had never really seen before and was like we're going to give you these stories. And I think that's part of what made it so successful at the beginning is they were giving something new. I have not seen Finding Nemo. Oh my 
goodness. I have a hunch you're going to really like it. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll have to do that at some point. Because Finding Nemo, people love Finding Nemo. I know a lot of people who love that film. Because honestly, a lot of a lot of the animation films and stuff, I kind of stopped going to as I got older. I mean, right? And I'm like an animated film junkie. Because so. 2001, I would be out of high school and kind of trying to start my adult life. I'm doing quotations mm -hmm. here. Um, so and in 2001, I was eight. Yeah, so that's, that, that's really telling of our age difference. Um, I'm an old man. No, you're not. Um, so I there's a lot of films that I am sure that you're going to be like, oh, we need to watch this or whatever. And I, I probably have not have seen it like Wally. I haven't seen Wally. I haven't Sounds seen. Right. I haven't seen Up. I haven't seen Finding Nemo. I haven't seen. I have seen Incredible. I am gonna lose friends when we talk about Up because I think that Up is not a good film. Well, I, and and I don't know because I haven't seen it. You know, I'm just listening. Not a I'm good just, film, Brett. I'm just, just trust me. I'm just listing off. Yeah. You know, films. Well, we talked like, last week because you haven't seen Hunchback of Notre Dame or uh -uh. Hercules or Tarzan uh -uh. or like nope. all these. I know. I was surprised that you had seen Mulan. Um, I'm trying to remember why I watched M Mulan, and I think there was a reason behind it, and I can't remember why, but I watched it for some particular reason. I can't remember. Interesting. But anyway, yeah, I think it'll be interesting as we kind of get. I don't. I. I know we, we didn't talk much this time, guys. Sorry. No, <laughs> we. Um, I just, yeah. I just really liked Monsters Inc. And there wasn't a whole ton to to critique on it because it's just very good. But it'll be interesting to kind of get into some that you haven't seen before. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts. Didn't we? We may have talked about doing Mulan earlier, and I think I may have watched it for that. Did we talk about doing Mulan podcast earlier on in in our podcast? I history? don't think so. Someone, someone, I had to watch it for something. I can't remember. I wonder if you watched it in preparation for the live action coming out or something. No, because I haven't seen the live action one either. I mean, I haven't either, but I don't know then. Yeah, I, I could not know. tell you, Brett. I don't know. Oh. <gasps> I know. I was with a friend, and a friend wanted me to watch it with them. That's what it was. That's what you it didn't was. like it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk I about love it. whenever I bring up movies to Brett. He's always just like, "We'll talk about it. Just wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it." it. <laughs> like sometimes we'll do a podcast episode, and I'll ask him the night before. I'll be like, "Hey, I watched this. I have lots of thoughts. What do you think?" And all I'll get back is, "We'll talk about it." <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm such a good friend, right? <laughs> or you'll just be like, wait till the podcast, and I'm just like, oh no. Yeah. He hated it. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. okay. Um so yeah, that I mean, that's all that I really had with this film. I thought it was yeah. it's a fun film. It's a film that I go back and will probably watch every now and then just for fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Um 
the stuff that I talked about earlier, it's not really that big of a deal. It's just more of those thoughts. It's just like, huh, I wonder if this happens or would happen or whatever. Um, but other than that, it was pretty well done. The graphics were pretty well done. I, I thought it was a, it was pretty well done. Uh, I, I, got, I like, I like the Raw's twist at the end. Hello, uh, boys. <laughs> I believe it got an Oscar win. It did. I think it was best animated move. Oh, hang on. It got best music. Yes. Yeah. I was about to say. I think that that might have been either the year or the year before best animated feature became. So an Oscar category. it got it got nominated for best animated feature, best okay, sound it lost to Shrek, right? And best music, and then it won best music. Um, I don't know who who it lost to, but I just I'm ninety percent sure it lost to Shrek. I think that was the first year they did best animated feature, and I'm ninety percent sure it lost to Shrek. Yeah. Which I'm okay with because we'll have to do Shrek at some point too. I love that movie. Yeah, it had those three nominations and it got best music out of those three. I would have given it that. I really liked the music. I thought the music was really different too. Even at the very beginning, like when it's showing the doors, the little opening theme song, the like, like <laughs> it made me happy. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because when that music started up, I'm like, I have heard this somewhere before. And and then it popped in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, every single vine or meme or whatever out there has this damn music to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's Sense. that's where I've heard it from. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I really love this film. I think I think the idea is brilliant. I think the themes are really cool. I really like the you know the messages and the themes in this film. Um. Yeah, I, I thought it gave us something new and fresh, which is like my biggest complaint about animated films nowadays is I'm like, give me something new. And I felt like that, especially for its time, was something new, something that hadn't really been tapped before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I don't think there's been a good animated film in a while. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for that. But Well, have you, have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? I have not. That is my favorite recent animated film because I think, like, meaning aimed towards children, um, because it, we'll have to watch it and talk about it because we'll have to have Devin on too, my brother, because my brother fanboys over that movie like you would not believe. Yeah, when are we going to start having guests? We have these people that want to be guests and then they... I know, we'll have... Let's do, we'll do the Matrix, and then after that, I think we're gonna have to start doing something that people want. Is the Matrix I know we have friends next? Who wanted, yeah, the Matrix is next, Holmes. Oh boy, have you seen it yet? No. Oh, buckle up. We're, so we're doing the old one first. So next week is the old Matrix, the one that came out in ninety, okay. what nine? Ooh, uh, that sounds right. But let me double check with my interwebs here yes 99 99 so we're doing that one next week and then after that i'm gonna have to brave the new one and we'll talk about that and i have a feeling that we're just gonna rip that one to pieces <laughs> when did this come out no you have seen the first one you have seen the yes first one. the original yeah okay well i was i was just graduating high school when this came out 
I had not seen it until years after it came out because I was in first grade. Wow, four Oscars. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this won four Oscars. That's what I'm saying. We're going we're gonna to talk. I think next week is going to be real good, and I'm going to have to rewatch this, and we're going to talk about some things, and we're going to get into it. Yeah. But yeah. then um, the one after that, I have a feeling is going to be a little interesting. So we'll do this one, and then we do Resurrection. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but we almost forgot. We have to do our ratings. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So... For this film, for it being innovative, for being just what I think is brilliant, for it having just a fun storyline that I really like, for actually evoking emotions in me, I'm giving this a 93. Nice. Um, you know, my score was actually a lot lower <laughs> for this. Interesting. But I'm increasing the score on it. So I am going to be giving this one a 85, maybe an 86. That's, I expected yours to be in the 80s. Um, I was going to give it like a 70-something. But a lot of my points that I was making really aren't film-breaking or anything like that. And this mm -hmm. film was pretty innovative, like with the animation and stuff like that. And it does tell a good story and it has a good point to it and it keeps you engaged throughout the whole entire movie. I didn't feel like I was bored or anything like that. And it was That's funny. the thing is I I tend to give movies some points for rewatchability. Yeah. And this one I'm like, I could I could see me rewatching this in a year or two. Like yeah. this movie is entertaining and keeps me engaged and interested whenever I rewatch it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 85 or yeah, 85. This, this is one of the better ones we've reviewed. Mm -hmm. it is. I think that's probably why this was a shorter one is because we both were just like, I mean, it was real good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really didn't have any complaints about it. Um, I, I'm not, the problem that I have is I'm not a big fan of animated films. Right. And so it's and hard I totally for me am. to really get into that, but for being an animated film, it's not geared just to kids. It has a good overall moral mm -hmm. story to it. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. And I think that's why I'm picky about animated films, but also why I love so many of them is because to me, they're not just viewed. If you can make a movie that is as entertaining to adults as it is to kids, in my opinion, you've done your job yeah. with an animated film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, wow. Matrix coming up. Matrix. So watch up, guys. Brush up on your... <laughs> I will probably only watch one in Resurrections. I don't think I'm going to watch two and three. No, I wouldn't even waste my time with the other ones. You pretty much get the full story out of one. And, yeah. 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 But yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting couple weeks. So... Uh, yeah, go brush up on your on your matrix, guys, and we'll see you next week. But before we see you next week, you got to make sure to oh. join the Discord and also join the Instagram. Yes, join yes, them. Yes, yes, that's where we have that's where we have our polls. That's where we decide what movies we're doing. 
and also other shenanigans that happen. Yeah, that's true. We do. We have a friend on Discord who's very chatty. <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> it's, not, it's not either of us. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, we'll see you guys next week. See ya.